Welcome to Undefined with Josine Anderson. And this is my new show that you can find at www.undefinedwithjosineanderson.com. And the reason why I called it Undefined is because I basically feel like all of us are undefined. We're able to be more than what is expected of us, to talk outside of borders that are naturally created for us, uh, to talk about multiple verticals and spheres, and to also curate a safe space uh, where creative thinkers, elite talent, uh, everyday people, VIP, celebrities, whoever can come on here in a non-prejudicial environment and feel like they can talk about anything. So with that, I hope you guys support me in this endeavor. Typically, we'd start off the show with a segment called Newspaper with Tea, where we talk about headlines for the week with comedians and people of the sort. But because I was able to speak to new Giants running back, Devontae Freeman, who texted me that he was agreeing to sign with the team and pop him up in our studio 15 minutes after that, we're going to share that conversation with you to start off our inaugural episode. All right, so first of all, we want to welcome newly minted New York Giant running back Devonta Freeman who is joining Undefined with Josina Anderson on the spur of the moment. You just texted me that you were signing with NYC and now you're in my studio. What's up? No man, just chilling. Excited. Happy. Having yeah. fun. Why did you choose to go to the Giants? Opportunity, man. Like the whole city, everything about uh, just New York. I get to play here. I get to come and compete. Um, for a starting job right away. And that's what I'm most excited about because I want to compete. You know, I want to be on the field and I want to play football for real. I want to be out there. And I feel like New York is the first team to give me that opportunity. And um, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm blessed and I'm excited. Yeah, because at one point you were talking with the Eagles, talking with the Colts, the Jaguars, and then there was another team. What was it? Who am I forgetting? Uh, Seattle. One of them, one of them you told yeah. me, I can't remember. But yeah. They don't matter, they're irrelevant. They don't matter now, right? <laughs> but here's the thing too, like what went through your mind when Saquon Barkley, you know, incurred that ACL injury? Uh, I, I've been there before. Um, mm. Different injury on the body. Um, I had to miss the season back in 2018. So I definitely know the frustrations that come with that. It, it's always sad when a guy go down because you know passionate guys. And I know Saquon is, is a, is a is a, a hell of an athlete um and he's still got a bright future ahead of him um and there's a bunch of athletes around the league that has happened to so far and we only going into week three so um to to him and every other athlete um just stay encouraged and you know at the end of the day just stay positive just look how far god have brought you and um He's going to continue to bless you and take you even farther. In what ways do you feel like you make uh, the Giants instantly now more competitive in the NFCs? Because when Saquon got hurt, people were thinking, oh, no, you know, the Giants probably out of it. Redskins won the first game. They lost the second one. You know, obviously the Cowboys in there. But you bring in, do you, in what ways do you feel like you're bringing the Giants back into the fold of the division competition? I love competition. I love contact. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of work to be done. Oh, yeah, because uh, Joe Judge going to give it to you now, the head coach. <laughs> so be prepared to do, like, 900 push-ups if, you, if you're one minute late or whatever it is. He's going to have you doing some extra stuff, you know, don't have your name on the back of your jersey. Whatever. I don't know what it is. but <laughs> so Man, I mean, but, that's, that's, yeah. but, but, you know, if it takes that to get to that next level, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to win. I want to be uh, on a team that's disciplined. I want guys around me that's disciplined and want to win as well. Um, coach is going to hold us accountable. I love that, you know, because that just means more excellent 
and more greatness for all of us. When God presented this opportunity right here, it was a no-brainer for me. So that's what I did. Yeah, because you said you wanted to wait a week. And, you know, I thought you was almost going to be an eagle last week. He said, but you texted me. <laughs> you said, Joe, I got to wait one more week just to see if another opportunity comes. And then, you know, obviously you never wish any type of injury to happen. But this is an mm -hmm. opportunity. With, you know, it's the nature of the business. Attrition happens in the league. And now mm -hmm. here you are, New York Giant, when last week, if you had made a decision, you probably would have been with the green and black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, real. That's, right? how, that's, yeah. that's real. That's 100%. Yeah. 100% true and yeah. that's 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 just my faith in God and you know timing is everything with me I'm just a patient person so you yeah. know when everything going fast I just sit back and you know something's gonna happen you know I just focus on me yes 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 well listen first of all we appreciate you keeping your word because what did you say to me <laughs> oh you to my I, oh yeah I I told you, I'm gonna be the first. You're gonna be the first one that I break this news. To. Hey, you, you yeah. told me. Hey, you said, Joe, I got you. I said, Joe, I got you. Because I've been knowing you, right? I got you. I know you got me. I said, I said, I'm gonna make sure that I take care of you. Like, you know what oh, I'm saying? So, I appreciate it. I appreciate Joe, you it. Get real with me and be real back with you all day, 100 every day. You know, we're appreciative of you being on the show, undefined with Josina Anderson, and also with you, you know, getting your opportunity and sharing that experience with us. We're going to continue on here with a newspaper with T. We are joined by Roy Wood, who is a comedian, actor, producer, and correspondent. <laughs> yes, with The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. So we appreciate having you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With the Peacock. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Okay. And of course, y'all see it. <laughs> Raise a roof. Or, you know, the ceiling is a roof, as Michael Jordan would say. And then we got Kev. Kevin Fredericks over here. Yes, indeed. Hello, he is yes, yes. He is a comedian, actor, and a popular YouTube and Instagram creator. So we appreciate having having both of you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so before we jump into all the headlines that are kind of been popping off this week, I just want to ask you all real quick, is there anything that is just getting on your nerves this week or you had an epiphany about or just affecting your lives that you just want to share with the American people? I'll let Kev go first on this one because I got one, but it might be a little angry. Oh, boy. Okay. 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 All right. I, I, mine just happened. Um, my oldest son isn't aware of mustiness. <laughs> and he, oh, he Lord. sits in his room. Mm. And he, he's not even, like, terribly physical. He just <laughs> doesn't come out of there. He has the door closed, the windows closed. Mm. When you open oh, the door, no. you're just like, you don't, you don't smell that? You don't? You just got to start sliding notes under the door to that boy. You can't open that door no more. He gone, man. He's, it's more like, it's like the LaCroix of must. He's not, it's not strongly must. It's just a hint of like, what is that? Is that? It's like uppity must. Yeah, it's just enough to bother you, but it's yes. not overwhelming. Yes. So what's been on man. your mind? What's been bothering you? Um, I'd like to give a shout out to all the people who think being physically distant from somebody is three feet and not six feet. Listen, oh, Lord. these white people told us how far to stay away from each other. Mm. I trust yeah. these good white folk. <laughs> 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 who stand on the same side? Dude, press his button. I press yeah. my button. He going to stay right there beside me. If you don't take your ass over to your side, of the everybody gets the side of the elevator. Everybody knows the elevator rules. 
I just yeah, your mask no. got all that open stuff around the sides. All your corona coming around the corner. You ain't stopping nothing with that your mask. Come around the corner. <laughs> That's how it come around the side. It come around the corner. All right. Well, let's move on to these headlines. You know, we're going to talk about what's popping off this week in news. And one of the things that we heard, guys, is that Michael Jordan has now decided to become an owner and NASCAR joining up with Denny Hamlin, who's a Jordan-based driver as well. I'm just curious, does Jordan's involvement with NASCAR make y'all more interested in watching these cars go? What? What? I can't wait to get the Bubba Wallace one low Jordans. <laughs> I can't wait to. Oh. Bubba Wallace come around that corner. Mm. I'm going to be ecstatic. Head oh. to show. I already bought Bubba Wallace merch. All of this wokey woke, the, the black power car, and I hope they painted in kente cloth. That that shit gonna be cool for about two years, oh, and then it's gonna come down to did you win the race? Michael Jordan, as owner of the Charlotte Hornet slash Bobcats, oh has a winning percentage of four hundred. Oh God! Well, you did some He's under five hundred. Okay. I'm just saying. So. Up until this point, as the owner of a competitive team, mm -hmm. he ain't got no championship. Yeah, well, he's still look. Bubba Wallace still looking for his first win, but um, I wonder what the car will look like. If it'll be Kente cloth, it'll it'll be the Air Jordan insignia. Will it be the Black Lives Matter? It's uh, gonna have everything. It's gonna have a, a sweet potato pie recipe on on the on the bumper. <laughs> That's, Don't have white okay, walls. Okay, it Cadillac white walls. <laughs> 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 it ain't gonna be that now. Everything is tropish, you know. Kente cloth Black Lives Matter car would be lit though. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Not Kente, not Kente cloth paint. Actual Kente cloth. Like I don't know if the NASCAR regulations. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, let's move on to the next topic. According to NBC News, President Donald Trump has been increasingly offering dire warnings that Senator Kamala Harris potentially might become president and actually nbc news also said recently that president trump said at a rally saturday in fayetteville north carolina that quote we're going to have a woman president someday but you know what it can't be kamala so i'm wondering if actually the two of y'all may be able to offer the american public what could actually be the benefits of having a black female person of color president that has jamaican and indian heritage I, for one, think having Kamala, a black woman, in right now would be the perfect time because black women love to tell people to get into the house. <laughs> get your narrow behind in that house and get, and, and if you're going to go outside, you better have, that's, that's all my mom told me was right. to get my butt in the house. We need a black woman's discipline right now. Hey, ah, 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 what I say, mm. get that, get that mask on, you know what, go to bed. Florida, as a state, go to bed. Y'all want to act up? Y'all don't want to have the mask on? Get in the bed now. Can we not act like Joe Biden ain't still alive and might make it to full? Like, because that's the position Black people are in right now. It's like, you want Kamala to be president. Yeah. 
But you don't want Joe Biden to die. You just want him to just get a bad cough where he just go, <clears throat> go ahead. Chris Rock, somebody you guys are familiar with, 55-year-old comedian, recently revealed in a Hollywood Reporter article that he has been learning to swim. He has been in therapy seven hours a week, to which he also told a friend and referred to that as rich people problems, white people problems. And we also learned that he has nonverbal learning disorder. So I'm asking, with the revelation of all the things that he said in this article, does that mean talking to two black men that black men now all of you feel more comfortable opening up about your problems publicly? Uh, I hope it's the beginning of that. I mean, if you go back and watch Chris Rock's Tambourine special on mm -hmm. Netflix, yeah. it's a real departure from the comedy specials that he did before that. I don't want to get into breaking down game film and all of that, but it was very personal. Like, you know, he started opening up and talking about the forced relationship with his daughter. It's like, I think at a certain point, we have to normalize, you know, the concept of going to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm, I'm going to speak about the benefits because a lot of my, you know, growth over the last, you know, four or five months during quarantine has been a result of therapy. I'm a better husband, better father. Uh, hasn't really helped my comedy yet. Uh, and I'd be bombing in therapy. I'd be like, bro, I use humor as a defense mechanism. And I'd be, I'd bomb in therapy more than I've ever bombed on stage. She don't be going for nothing. No crowd work, no crazy video. She'd be looking at you with her glasses. She you know, ain't laughing. Mm. And the worst part, she's like, and, and why did you feel like that was an appropriate time for a joke? And I'm like, ma'am, I just, don't ask me that. I just be saying stuff. But so, I'm just like, well, yeah. that's true. But I want to add, doesn't it feel like the one thing I think about therapy is like, do you feel it can be genuine when you're talking to somebody that you're paying to listen to you? But the way my therapist asks questions, I realize the average person can't do that. So real quick. You know what's really cool about a therapist is that also they know how to end the conversation when your session is up without it being rude. It's so polite when your money ran out. Yeah, what like I the think? moment you get to the end of that hour, okay, well, we have some things that we can discuss next time. That's how I end all my conversations with people now. All right. No matter how deep you're in, you could be mid snot. I see we've had a breakthrough. I want you to sit on that for next time. Like, oh yeah. Like a movie cliffhanger. <laughs> like, it'd be That's how they up. need. Coming up in our next segment, we are actually joined by Eagles fan Morris Chestnut, who uh, wants to talk about Carson Wentz, wants to talk about Baker Mayfield. His team is 0-2. You guys know him from The Best Man, G.I. Jane, Boys in the Hood, Think Like a Man, all these movies, higher learning. So we will have him coming up in the Third Eye interview segment. Guys, I appreciate you joining us for a newspaper with T. Appreciate you joining us for this segment. Hey, for having me. So look, I appreciate you joining me on the inaugural show of Undefined. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be on the inaugural show. I really appreciate it. I, I, I love your work. I've always been uh, checking you out over the years, so it's, it's an honor for me to be here. And you know what's funny? I just want to tell the people at home that you told me to make sure that we were not taping during the Eagles game, which we will get to. <laughs> Right, 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 right. We're going to get to, and also, but you allowed me to, you know, make sure that I wasn't looking like Celie from The Color Purple because I just came from a photo shoot. So that's why I got this bright behind bubblegum lipstick on. <laughs> so listen, let's talk about, let's talk about your Philadelphia Eagles. First of all, I'm trying to understand, right. how did you even become a fan? Because you were born in California. My father was a big uh, Lakers fan. Okay. And um, one year they were playing the 76ers in the in a, uh, NBA championship. And I bet him, I said, if the, if the Sixers beat the Lakers, I don't have to take out the trash for a week. 
Oh, so okay. At the time, and that was big at the time for me because I hated taking out the trash, of course. And so, uh, so they won, and I was like, okay, I'm a 76ers fan. Then who's a football team? Okay, now I'm going to be an Eagles fan. But I was always mm-hmm. a bigger football fan than I was a basketball fan. And I just liked the Eagles at that time. That cutoff jerseys, Wilbur Montgomery, Harold Carmichael. So I've just been an Eagles fan ever since. How do you feel about your Eagles right now sitting at 0-2 yeah. after today, 37-19 uh, right. to 19 loss to the Rams? Uh, the Eagles right now, I mean, we're, we, we need some work, mm. um, but you know, we do that sometimes we'll start off a little bit slow and then, you know, get our legs up under us. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it could be a long season. Mm. It could be, but it's still early. Mm. It's only the second game of the season. We have 14 more games to go mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I think we'll be all right. Okay. But I want to know, what do you feel about Carson Wentz? I mean, this is a guy that came out looking very strong in the first half against the Washington Redskins. Right. And then, uh, after that game, uh, ended up with eight sacks in a loss that right. was a uh, kind of a game of two tails. And then right. today, uh, no touchdowns, a couple interceptions. So right. yeah. How are you feeling about your quarterback? Oh, wow. So, man, that's a tough one. So, Carson, I feel that uh, I feel that he's regressing a little bit. Mm. He is regressing. I mean, he went, when uh, we had Filippo and Frank Wright there, I thought he was ascending. But ever since then, I know he had the, the back injury and then the, the, the ACL and the MCL. And he had those injuries, but he just hasn't been quite the same. And I'm, I have to say I'm a little surprised how, the, how he's looked this year. Um, I think the, the Washington game, he uh, those two interceptions that he threw, one right before halftime, kept him in the game, and then he threw another one. He was late on the he was late on that out pattern both times, mm. um, and his his passes for some reason, his technique, they're all sailing a little bit high. Almost all of his passes are high, high, and um, and I would think that by this time, you know, his fifth year in the league, that he would he would you know he would be a little bit he has his mechanics down a little bit better than that. Well, you know, there's still time in the season, but what I will say to Carson Wentz's, you know, defense to a certain degree is that it it is difficult to play in a city where your backup won a Super Bowl. You have to come over that psychologically. Now, albeit there has been a a lot of time since then, and it's not just that. I mean, you know, you guys are dealing with some issues on the offensive line. Uh, Got Jason Peters out wide now, you know, with the protection issues. Um, That being said, Miles Sanders still got 95 rushing yards uh, today, although I think he had a fumble. Um, But, yeah, I mean, do you feel confident in him as your leader? I do. I do. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's I love to hear you talk football. That's mm-hmm. great. But um, I think I think the thing about it is everybody has something to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. very few perfect teams out there. There's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. So as the quarterback and like you say, as the leader of the team, you're going to have to overcome that. The one thing about Carson is this: it feels like some some um, some players are front runners. Mm-hmm. They get a big lead and you know they celebrate and they're making all the perfect passes. Mm-hmm. It feels like sometimes Carson has to get behind a little bit before he really starts to focus. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I kind of wish it was the I wish it was the reverse. It's very interesting because as uh, you know, obviously I didn't play football, but I ran track. Do you want athlete Carolina? You know, opportunity to bring up the Tar Heels anytime. But you know, there's something to be said psychologically about 
when you're down, it's like, well, why does an athlete perform better at that moment? And I think because for some in those instances where the athletes do perform better is that because the pressure is down, so now it's like, oh, I'm fighting back, and it's not as expected. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what point. I mean? That's Whereas some people thrive off of the pressure, you know, when you think about the Kobe's, when you think about Michael Jordan. And it's not to say that Carson Wentz doesn't, but, you know, maybe there's a psychological component there of expectations decreasing in, in that moment, you know? That's a, that's, that's a great point. That's mm -hmm. a great point. I, mm -hmm. You know, and, you, and, yeah, and that might be um, – there's also been some correlation to, like you say, with having to play behind Nick Foles and mm -hmm. Nick Foles winning the championship. But, I mean – it's his team right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And this I, is the I moment. you know, there's no pressure, but it is his team and he should have less pressure. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, I mean, look, I know everybody's human beings, athletes are human beings as well, but at that level, if you're not thriving under pressure, I mean, are you elite at that point? Mm -hmm. The you elite thrive under pressure, right? I, I will say this too, that this is a definitely a unprecedented season for all the athletes, although, you know, everyone's dealing kind of with the same deck of cards for the most part with, you know, the pandemic, the short off season, not having a, a really extended ramp up period as far as their normal off season conditioning program. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll give them that and, you know, perhaps things will adjust, you know? Ah, you know, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> everybody, nobody had an off season. Nobody had any preseason games. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, he's been in the same system. And I'm not beating up on Carson. It's mm -hmm. like, I know it's extremely hard mm -hmm. to play quarterback yes. in the NFL. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're not handing out $100 million quarter uh, paychecks to just owe anybody. You right. know what I mean? So I know it's really hard for that. But everybody has a, everybody's playing with the same deck. And he's been in the same system with the same head coach his whole career. Now, if we mm -hmm. had a new court, a new coach or a new like offensive Baker Mayfield, Like Baker Mayfield. Huh? Like Baker Mayfield. Like all, yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I think Baker's is a little bit different, though. Mm -hmm. Well, because, that's what I'm saying because he's had like all these different coaches and offensive coordinators. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he has. But I, I think that Baker is part of the reason why he's had a whole bunch of different coaches. Mm -hmm. well, okay, well that's a whole nother conversation. I, I do. You want to elaborate there? I, I, yeah, I do. I think yeah. he's part of the reason because I think if, um, I think if some of those coaches were working, I, I feel that. When they fired Hugh Jackson and uh, I forgot the other offensive coordinator at the, in the same week, uh -huh. I think they were kind of looking for a stable. They wanted to they wanted to make clean house because I think Breaker was regressing. Mm -hmm. Then they brought then they let Freddie um, Kitchens, his Freddie uh, Kitchens. offensive coordinator. What's his name? Freddie Kitchens, the running backs coach. Freddie uh -huh. Kitchens. Mm -hmm. Freddie Kitchens come in and you know and I, I think that he just didn't have a strong enough discipline in Freddie Kitchens, so he had to go. So. I think Baker may be a little bit a part of that. Okay, okay. Well, let's um let's flip the script because you did ask okay. to speak about the purple and gold, the Lakers currently right. playing right. That's oh, right. I, oh, you got hype. You got hype. Oh, that's right. Oh, you right. look up that's at right. your screen. Is that what's going on? Okay. So, um, you're surprised at them playing against the Denver Nuggets, or how you feel about that? You feeling about that? Ooh. You know what? I am surprised. Mm. I am surprised because I just really felt. I actually felt that the Clippers had the uh, the deeper team this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt that this could have been the Clippers year. So mm -hmm. I am surprised. However, um, I'm not taking the Nuggets lightly. I think that's what the Clippers may have done. Mm -hmm. You know, they got out to that 3-1 lead and they kind of relaxed a little bit. And Denver's a, there's a, they're a scrappy young team with a lot of talent. So I think, 
you know, they'll catch you slipping in a minute and it'll be over. So I'm not, you know, the Lakers need to play ball. They need to focus the whole way through. I'm actually curious on a political front. You know, LeBron was very outspoken about, you know, what was going on with Jacob Blake. And you yeah. remember that the Lakers um, and the teams around the NBA took a pause from the game. Uh, I'm just curious, and it's pretty simple here, but do you feel like that pause was long enough? Because they pretty much came back by the end of the weekend. Listen. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, of of um, of doing what's right for mm -hmm. everyone. However, and I'm a huge fan of protesting. Mm -hmm. However, I think right now we have to take that energy and keep that energy on November third. So speaking of politics in the upcoming uh, presidential election, since you mentioned that there, obviously uh, you're a father, you have two kids, a boy and a girl, Grant yeah. Page. Um, so yeah. I'm just curious, actually, you know, what uh, most concerns you right now in terms of where we are as a society, particularly uh, post-George Floyd? Wow. Um, you know, what concerns me most mm -hmm. right now as a father, and not even just for my kids, for my other family members, my relatives, is the state of what this country is going to look like, whatever happens in the election. Especially now with uh, RBG mm -hmm. passing away, um, mm. if, if we get the wrong judge in the Supreme Court, I think it's going to change it's going to change things, not maybe not so much for the better for my kids, my kids' kids, and their kids' kids. I, I didn't, I did not stop getting nervous mm -hmm. when a cop was behind me till I was like in my mid twenties. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I did stop is because after I got stopped a few times mm -hmm. and people would recognize me, it would be like, okay, so they're going to recognize me, so I'm cool. Mm -hmm. But you know, that was something that was that's been very, very prevalent for decades and mm -hmm. I went through that um so I would always talk to my son about that hey when you yes sir no sir to a cop I don't care how mad you are I don't care if you didn't do nothing I don't care about all that Just leave your hands in plain sight don't move <laughs> don't, don't switch exactly. don't right. move and just you know yeah. just chill because my son sometimes he can get a little hot Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, so I had to, I had to, I let them know that. So real quick, I'm just curious, how do you prepare for a role? Because, you know, I don't act, I can't act, I can't make myself cry, you know, on command. So I'm curious, do you like go in a closet, get it real dark and like, you know, think about the worst thing ever? Like, how do you, do you prepare with your wife? Like, baby, talk to me funny. Like, how do you, how do you prepare? <laughs> That's funny you say go in the closet because I never forget. So it's, it's, it's a lot of different things, but yeah. So, so those are, in each actor definitely has her own little thing but you know when I, I did the scene for the best man I'll never forget um <laughs> it was a scene where I, I climbed the, the sequel and I climbed into the bed and we're crying mm -hmm. so I climbed and we had done it I don't know we'd done it like I don't know we've done that scene I don't know how many times and we're in on we're on an actual we're actually a location in, a, in this huge house mm -hmm. and I was going into the closet and I'll never forget, we had done it so many times, I was somewhat drained. Mm -hmm. And it's very emotional because you're thinking about a lot of stuff that really brings you to that place. Mm -hmm. And you really hate, I really hate doing that. Mm -hmm. But I had to go in the closet and I'll never forget, after like the 18th time, I'm in the closet, I said, Malcolm, 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 need the director. I just need a little time, man, a little, a little time. So I went in the closet and it was just, it was really starting to uh, kind of wear off, so to speak. <laughs> 
And I just hear, so hey, Paris, you ready? Let's go, let's go. So, <laughs> so when you said in the closet, that, that, that related to that. I'm sure you're into music. Do you have any kind of like freestyle? Yes. Can you can you rap? <laughs> can you freestyle? Can you get in the cipher if you had to? I can't. I can't. I can. I, I did. I did an Instagram post. Oh my gosh! Uh, back oh Lord. when the P challenge was out, I did an Instagram post while I was rapping. Okay. You didn't see it? No, I did you not. So let me let me let me hear a little okay. bit. Let me hear a little bit. How did it go? Well, I, I don't remember it now. That was that was a long time ago. Okay, don't I, worry. I can't I, Can you freestyle? I'm going to give you one. You ready for it? Oh, okay. okay you ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. My name is Joe Cena, and I went to UNC. I lived in the upper quad, and I resided in 413. All the freshmen sweat me because I lived in Manly, while the rest were sweating bullets. I just be chilling in my AC. So I be representing D.C., always doing my Maryland thing. It's my duty to keep it real, don't want to talk that Southern slang. So I'll be learning all the ropes from South Square to Franklin Street. I hear you and see them from what I thought. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, okay. That was a freestyle. I mean, no, actually, it's something that I remembered. I don't like anytime somebody try to challenge me, I try to act like it's brand new. <laughs> okay, okay. So, wait, what part of Maryland are you from? I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland, but I, obviously, I went to the Chapel Hill. I went to school with Dre Bly, Julius Peppers, all these people. And we used to rap in study hall when we were supposed to be paying attention, and that's what we used to do. So, that was one of my bangers back in the day. So, I try to act like okay. it's brand new. So, you see, I try to uh, like, flu <laughs> like flow like yeah, it was okay, like. <laughs> So okay, I just I just wanted right. to see if you had one we could act like we was battling, but mine would have totally been all recorded and, and memorized and all that other stuff. So but, I don't know if you'd beat me, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you'd beat me. But anyways, we appreciate you, Morris, for coming on the show. Thank you very Thank you. much. You Thank know. you for having me. I appreciate yes. you and and, I, and I'm always gonna be a supporter. All right, we'll have you on another time. We are bringing back Roy Wood and Kevin Fredericks, better known as Kev on stage on social media for The Morning After, where we react to random things and random observations that we have rather than social media just out in the world. And you guys saw this video of this uh, woman in the gym uh, looking very husky and uh, took this uh, big ass um, barbell, I don't know what y'all men call it in the gym and the 24 hour fitness away from the dude. How would you feel if you were around a woman who was stronger than you or just with a woman who was stronger than you? I'd feel safe. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and no problem mm. switching out gender. I mean, I'm going to help you fight. Is somebody trying to fight us as a couple? Uh, yeah, I'm going to help uh, you fight. You know? You. But I also feel safe. Okay. All right, y'all. Get out of here. Bye. All right. You guys have a great day. Bye. Bye.